Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast. Whenever you are, wherever you are, my name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to this first and only bilingual show for Pagans Tonight Radio Network called Lunatic Mondays. Uh, I am in a puzzle. I have just been kicked out of the chat room. What the heck? What the heck? Um, anyway, okay, here we are. We're back in the chat room. Yay! <laughs> Forgive me, I get a little nervous when I get kicked out of the chat room because I like to see what's happening, obviously. Anyway, today we have a very nice lady. I am very honored to be her friend, and she is amazing. I really admire her readings and her interpretation of the cards, and she was gracefully suggested to me by someone else, and I was like, how did you know she was on my list of guests? <laughs> she was already, you know, I was already considering her when she was suggested, so of course it was meant to be. And her name is Diane Horton. And let me read you her biography to introduce her formally. Diane is essentially a healer, whether through theater, song, body work, 23 years as massage therapist and Reiki master, writing, tarot, or channeling. She works in many methods of healing. She has long been aware of and worked with angels, spirit guides, spirit animals, and has been professionally reading and teaching the tarot for the last 12 years. Diane is a priestess of the Great Goddess and has been called by Yemaya, Hecate, and Bridget. She identifies as a pagan and a witch, a crone, and a sage. And as I said, I'm very, very proud to also call her my friend. Uh, thank you, Diane, for accepting coming to the show tonight. And before anything else, before anything else happens, I want to say happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> thank you thank for you. thank you for being here celebrating with us your birthday. How are you, honey? Uh, I'm doing very well. I'm visiting my oldest and dearest friend from high school. And uh, and I'm in Dallas right now. I I I'm very honored to be asked to be on your show. Um, but I like you. I confess, I'm just a little nervous because I've never done a radio show like this. So, um, but I trust you, and I figure that whatever is meant to be will be happening tonight. Right. Uh, and, you know, I sometimes I get really nervous 
I sometimes invite people whom I've known for uh, most of the people who are on the show are of course my friends and, and, and I love them. But sometimes even though you're friends with somebody, you admire their work, you love their work, you have this little moment of uh fangirling <laughs> you know your guests. And that's ha- that's happened to me before, you know. And the funniest yeah. some of the funniest instances is I've known the person, we have had even like drinks together and whatnot. And when they're on the show, I'm like, I don't know what to say. But I always <laughs> tell people, you know, the show is called Lunatic Mondays. So hello, <laughs> you know, it's about uh, being lunatic <laughs> and letting loose. But most importantly, today is about, um, I want to get to know you better. And I want the okay. audience to get to know you better. So that's all we do, and we're having a chit chat about you. This is all about mm-hmm. you. So no, no, no nervousness, no pressure there. <laughs> right, uh, right. The, <laughs> so think about us having a drink for your celebration of your birthday, and me asking you the first question: How long you been okay. a pagan? How did you know? How did you know you were a pagan? Well, um. I made a shift somewhere in the 90s and I uh, in the mid 90s and uh honestly it was it was kind of like pulling a thread and the the more I pulled it the more into paganism I went and it started with Mary Magdalene and then it became about the black madonnas and how they originated in Egypt, and then it became about the the divine feminine as a whole. Then I became um, drawn into a circle of women, and it was a very large circle, and uh, and it was all about the goddess, and I I just grew through these experiences into um having my own circle uh it was very it was small there was only five of us but i was uh it it, it we really developed together as uh and and we identified not just as um devotees or worshipers of the goddess but also as witches and um the other thread that came in with that was uh, the shamanic thread. Um, I probably was more drawn to shamanism in the beginning, and it was about Native Americans, but I, I didn't want to um, adopt or, or seem to, uh, uh, what's the word, not assimilate, I can't remember what the word is, but I, I didn't want to represent myself that way because that isn't me. Uh, and um, so I had a friend who was a shamanic healer. I still have it, bless his heart. His name's Neil Spatura. And he said, um, well, what is your heritage? Because shamanism is all over the world. And he said, look into your own heritage and find the shamanic thread there 
And so um, I, I'm Celtic and Scandinavian and Teutonic and all of those, you know, uh, those uh, people that were up in that area of the world. And uh, so the first thing I thought of was Wicca because Wicca was the, um, uh, the, 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 it was trying to recreate the old religion before Christianity hit the British Isles. And so that was the other thread that came in and, um, and I, I pursued shamanic healing and uh, different kinds of ways to open myself up with that. And with the initiation into the water element, that's where Yemaya started to speak to me. And so it makes perfect sense because I, my birthday being today, I am in a, a water sign. And uh, it's, uh, it's just all come together into how I'm living my life now. And uh, I can imagine that there are many people that, that have those, well, I took this step and then that occurred to me and then I was interested in this and this called me. And <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a journey, you know, it wasn't just a decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I, um, what I experienced with a lot of our, of our guests when they come to the show, because I usually open the conversation always with the exact same question, you know, how did you found this path? And everybody's coincidence or everybody coincides rather that it is a wonderful journey and that the first time they actually wear or perform or directed a pagan ritual, they feel like coming home. And That's it's amazing exactly because I had, I said too. Yeah, when yeah. I first and, got and, into that first circle, I I couldn't believe it. I just felt like I was home. Yeah, and you're not gonna believe it, but last full moon I had a, I have a student, and this was her first, very first pagan, uh, goddess ritual, and those uh-huh. were her exact words. Oh my God, this is like coming home, and I'm like, yep. You're in the right place. Uh, It it certainly feels like coming home. And uh, since you mentioned the water signs, I was going to say later when Carrie Turing joined us, she is also a cancer. So tonight is the cancer takeover, you know, because her birthday was a couple of days ago. I think it was on the 6th. And, of course, mine was on, on July 2nd. That's why we were off the air for a couple of weeks. And um, oh. and I was telling you behind the behind the scenes, I was telling you, I'm still feeling like on vacation mode, even though I I work all the weekend. Um, uh-huh. But but coming back today to do a live show, it's like oh my god, I'm so tired. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward for your reading of the week and Carrie's reading of runes for the week, because don't tell anybody, okay. Lacey me, okay. I didn't do the reading for the week, so I am counting on you two guys, you know. But uh, I keep getting kicked out of the chat room. If I, you know what, guys, if it gets spotty or if it gets weird, bear with me because 
I I'm guessing that I sound okay, but the computer you keeps telling me that I'm being. Yeah, I keep getting the message that I'm kicked out of the chat room. So if I don't answer in the chat room, please be patient. Um, there must be a bug or something. Anyway, um, Diane, speaking of work, you, yes. I am in, I am in love. I am in love with the single car interpretations that you shared. Um, oh, I think you shared them every, every day. I that do. is a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Um, and I know yeah. you said you've been working professionally for 12 years and teaching for 12 years, but um, I want to keep like things in order. because I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I'm excited to have you here. But oh, thank you. okay, so you 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 found your path. You found Yamaya, which of course water, and and you found home. How do you find yeah. channeling and and divination? That must have been a journey in on. Well, yeah, itself. it was a journey in itself. Um, honestly, I had been very interested in the tarot and college and uh, I was in a completely different headspace when I was in college I was um, I was part of the, the Jesus movement you're not old enough to remember that but um, I was in a very um, Christian very fundamentalist type of uh, Christian group and um, and so when I borrowed some friends of mine uh, tarot deck when uh, from it, I lived in a dorm it was probably my freshman year and I started just with a little book you know the little book that comes with the the uh, deck and and I was you know making little layouts and um and I would just go through the book and read the the uh the meaning of the card and it totally freaked me out because it was it was right and I was like oh oh there's something wrong these cards are evil it's horrible and I gave them back to the person uh but I never stopped being interested in them. And probably it was in the 90s that I I kind of started with crystals. Crystals in the 80s, and then the cards came in the 90s. And, um, and so I, I just, I was fascinated with them. Um, and, and so I looked for different books and uh, started to just sort of, I didn't really study, study them. I, I just sort of began to learn about them. And, um, and so that it actually no, uh, coincided with my moving towards paganism and towards, uh, towards the goddess. And, uh, and it was really in the... 2000s, that the early 2000s, that I started being 
more serious about it and really studying each card and 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 I had a whole um, series of things that I that I did with the cards, which uh, I have incorporated in my in my own uh, tarot course. But it, you really have to see what the meaning is classically. Okay, that's valid. But then. How did I see the card? What did I see in the card? What symbolism is there? What colors uh, uh, affect the meaning? What what does the number mean? Why you know the number affects the meaning. The it, it's just I began to realize how many layers there are of meaning in the card, and and then when of course I began to give actual readings, then things changed. I mean, yes, the card meant this, but if you hooked it up with this other card and the third card, and, and then you saw something different. So I was fascinated with how organic the, the cards are and how the wisdom of the cards comes through in an individual way for each person, not just as you said, you know, like the card of the day. And this is, this is my interpretation of this card without any surrounding cards. But when you, when you put them together, they make a tapestry, they make a, a, and, and that creates more meaning or very personalized meaning. So, uh, um, that's that was my uh, journey with the cards, and I think you can journey literally with each card. You can do drum journeys. You can do dream journeys. You can meditate. You can uh, look at the card and say, "What if I like?" For instance, let's say I was looking at the Eight of Cups today. Okay, there's eight cups. They're stacked very neatly. There's a man. And he's got a staff, and he's wearing a bright red cloak, and he's wearing bright red boots, and he's heading for the mountain. And so one of the techniques I would use is to make myself, in my imagination, the man turning his back on the neatly stacked cups and moving. And and so... It was all about, if I am this figure, how do I feel? What's my motivation? What, I mean, it, was, it, it kind of uh, tied in with my theatrical training, which uh, I understand Pamela Coleman-Smith, because I use the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, right? Pamela Coleman-Smith, who illustrated them all, was also in the theater. She was a costumer and a set artist. So the wonderful thing about her was that there is nothing wasted in those cards. There is nothing that she put in those illustrations that is superfluous. Everything means something. And that's one of the things I think is so brilliant about her work. But as you can see, there is all kinds of ways that you can use to really make 
those cards speak to you personally. And it doesn't have to be just some cut and dried definition that you read in a book about the tarot. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, I, I grabbed the cards when I was 16. It was a different system. It's called the Spanish cards, and it's not because they're in Spanish language, but because they come from Spain. So the Spanish cards is basically the pips without numbers 8, 9, 10, and without the queens, I think. I cannot even remember anymore. But I read with those for I read with those for like fifteen years, and then That's I found the tarot. Time. And when uh-huh. I found the tarot, our teacher, God and Goddess bless him forever. The first thing he said to us was, "You know the little book that comes with your tarot deck?" And all of us were like, "Uh huh." And he goes, "Either burn it or use it to leverage the table that wobbles or." Find another use for the book because it's not going to work. As you say, the book, the traditional interpretations are the interpretation of the author or the interpretation of the author of the deck. Um, But there are so many layers. And what I always tell people, they said, Diana, and I'm sure you've heard this before, that we can do over 2 billion combinations with the cards. In any given, like I'm like sure. if we do a Celtic cross, it's almost two billion interpretations. If you add to that, wow. if you add to that, that each card has, as you said it so uh, wisely, there is no waste. Not one symbol on a card is a waste of time. So no. if if for example you have the sun and on the card of the sun, you're called to look at the baby, or you're called to look at the sun itself, or you're called to look at the fence, or you're called to look at the uh, flag. The sun. That also yeah. changes the interpretation that you give to the card. So right. over 2 billion plus, what, about 10 or 15 items on each card? And oh, people yes, said. Definitely. And sometimes people say, you know, I I got this card last time, but you say something different. No kidding. (laughs) Of course, because our intuition calls for something different. Um, Right. Being being a a teacher, of course, you probably memorize all of the cards. And um, I would like to know what do you think is necessary for a person to learn the tarot? What do, you, what do you mean is it necessary for someone to learn the tarot? To do what? To, uh, to do divination? Some people, yeah, there are different um, schools of thought. Some people think you have to be highly psychic and uh, talented and have all these abilities to be able to read. And some other school of thought is like, oh, anybody can read. So I would like to know where you stand and what do you think is actually a, a, a must for to learn to read the tarot? Well, I guess I, I fall somewhere between those two poles. Uh, I don't know that I think anybody can learn to read the tarot. Not everybody is even interested in learning to read the tarot. But 
But I think that also you don't have to be, you know, a, 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 a great psychic in order to use the tarot in an intuitive way. I guess I feel like um, when you can learn to listen to your intuitive voice, even if you lay out these cards for someone and you don't immediately get some kind of message, and you and it's happened to me where I just look at these cards and go, "Oh my God, how am I going to relate these?" And but if you just kind of move yourself aside and open yourself to be receptive to spirit, that intuitive voice can definitely give you a dead-on interpretation of the, you know, the card, the way it, it relates to the other cards around it. So I think you have to be at least open and receptive intuitively. I don't think you need to be psychic, although certainly I know people who use the tarot and that is like a key to open uh, or to open the floodgates to their psychic abilities. But um, uh, I don't think you have to be psychic. You just have to have trained yourself uh, to, to hear, to be able to discern your intuitive voice, uh, because I think your intuitive voice comes from spirit. And, uh, and then... Uh, be able to open yourself every time that you read for people and and move your ego aside. That's uh, You don't have to think, let me figure out what is the meaning of this. You have to open yourself to receive what is the meaning of this. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, uh, and I totally agree that... Um, Removing yourself is uh, is really important. Um, I am of obviously of the school of thought that whoever wants to read can read and can learn and can train themselves to do it. Um, and like yeah. you said very wisely, you know, not everybody wants to do it. No, but whoever wants to do it, I think they can do it. And they don't have to be like this professional psychic that has been reading 20 years. Um, and so no, I, people, I agree uh, with that. And you know what surprised me? I, I think maybe because this is my job and I, I am a witch for hire. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm surprised. <laughs> this is this is my 24-7 job. Um, what amazes me is the people, God bless them, I mean that discipline and that dedication to the craft. People who learn and people who read just for themselves to do journaling and to do their uh, their daily devotional journaling and journey and and work with the archetypes and i'm like oh my god god bless you because i couldn't it is my job so i don't pull a card for me ever <laughs> you know, cause it's like, no. uh, do you read for yourself man you know when you were talking about that i was thinking you know i think it's really hard harder to read for myself because mm-hmm. Even if I have a, a question or just a subject in my mind and I 
you know, go to do like say a five card reading or something and I just, sometimes I just feel like uh, I, my mind just draws a complete blank and it's it's almost easier in some, well, in some ways, in a lot of ways, I think, to, uh, it, it's way different and it's far easier to read for a perfect stranger that I've never seen. And, uh, you know, because most of my readings, probably unlike yourself, I don't know, but most of my readings are done online, on Facebook Messenger, on the phone, on mm-hmm. Skype. Uh, and, uh, you know, people say, well, how can that be accurate? They're not even there. They don't touch the cards. Well, yeah, but their energy is projected, and energy mm-hmm. will project and land from anywhere. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a, uh, a distance problem. So therefore, mm-hmm. I've read I've read for people in Scotland, Ireland, England, Italy, France. I mean, you know, and it's been just as accurate as mm-hmm. you know if they had you know laid their hands on the cards themselves. So, uh, you know, and different readers do that differently, even if someone's right in front of them. So, uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's all energetic. Totally. And, yeah, you're right. I think 90% of my readings are in person. And and people get surprised, you know, because they ask me, can you do online too? And I'm like, yeah, totally. Really? I never knew you do that. Yes, I can also do online. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, you know, I like the messenger um, communication, the, the little messenger chat. Because you can see each other, yeah. you can show them the cards and all that. And as you yeah, said, the energy true. is there. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, each reader has their own flavor, and each reader is going to have their own style. And that's what makes tarot so wonderful, in my opinion, that not only we can yeah. have, as I was telling you, 2 billion-plus combinations – but each one of us has a different style of uh, working with the energy. Speaking of reading for oneself, before we go into the musical break, I want to tell you an anecdote that happened okay. to me. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. And I apologize in advance because I'm going to say one bad word. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was coming from work. I was coming from one of these, like, markets or situations that I do, what I am doing readings, you know, I do like a 10 minute reading, you know, for like three hours, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So I've seen like 10, 15 people. And some of my friends, some of my dearest friends are artists and performance, performance artists. Uh-huh. And one of, one of my friends was having an event that night. So I got home, it was like six o'clock and my friend's event started like around seven thirty. And I say, I really want to go, but I'm tired and something don't feel right, but I really want to go. And I said, let me ask the tarot. And I spread my cards and I had the four of swords. And all of a sudden, I could not understand what the four of swords mean. And I'm like, this is not clear. You're not telling me to stay or to go. Forget this. And I shuffle again and I have the seven of coins. And I'm like, I, this don't make sense. 
I say, okay, Tarot, give me clarity. One card. I shuffle again, and I pull the Four of Swords. And I literally, I promise you in my head, what I heard was, I said rest, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I said rest. I, I can't you like... understand. <laughs> Uh, it is wonderful. So it, is, <laughs> it, it was so great that I was like, okay, I packed my tarot, I changed it to my pajamas, and I'm like, let's call it a night, you know. But it, that was so funny, right. and that is what happens when when we try to read for ourselves is we all of a sudden don't understand because our desire gets in the way, and right, we right. keep we. We keep pulling cards. This is not right. This doesn't fit. This is not the right message until we get what we conveniently desire. And I am a big, big advocate and not because I want you to purchase a reading from me, but I always <laughs> recommend people don't, don't read for yourself. Don't, you just don't. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah it, it's very, it can be very difficult and confusing. So, I mean, and, you know, I have, because I, you know, on Facebook I have, you probably have more, but I've got like 1,800 friends, and I get these people who will, who will privately message me and say, I just laid these four cards for myself. What do I do? How, how do you interpret this? And I'm like, you know, I want to be nice, but at the same time, I, like you, just want to say, you know what, can you just purchase a reading from me, and then we can talk, <laughs> because, you know, um, the, I, I feel like you do, that this is a skill and a talent and a gift, and, you know, why should I just tell you what I think if, if you know there's no there's no exchange there yes and you know i was so getting ready to go into a musical break however this is a topic this is like a prickly pear everybody likes the flavor but nobody wants to touch it <laughs> and i think that as, as professionals as professionals we have to touch on this topic yeah um Diane just said it. It is an energy exchange. We love you guys right. with all your heart. You're our friends. We care for you. We cannot oh, yeah. not get involved on your issues. No. But this is her job, right? I mean, you wouldn't go to the doctor and say, hey, doctor, I really like you. Can you please check and see what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. No, I I I think it's uh I think it's a sticky wicket when you it's like is it I don't think it's really fair for somebody to privately message you and say uh I just laid these three cards and what what do you think they mean because then I, I essentially I'm on the clock then. Uh and Likewise, this is even worse. I've had people write me and say, oh, I had a, a, a reading with someone uh, a couple of months ago, and she told me no. thus and such. Do you think that's going to happen? 
I'm like, um, you know, I have no, no, I have no way to answer you, you know, because that's just, that's just not fair. I, I think it's highly disrespectful. And I read an article long ago. Among us, among the things I do, I teach about prosperity and abundance. And, um, and I read an article that kind of changed my perspective on all of this. And they say back uh-huh. in the day when we when we were living our very earthy, very air connected, very uh, I, I don't want to say primitive, but primordial lives. Uh, there was a wise woman, or there was a wise man, or there was a sage, or there was a witch, or whatever. And that person was taken care of because that person's job right. was to take care of all the tribe, or the or the town, or the folks on the on the village. Right. And right. that person's 24-7 job was to take care of everybody on the village. So everybody on the village will take care of that person. They will bring him chickens. They will send to their gardens. They will um, right. care of their children, et cetera, et cetera. And it was an exchange of energy. Exactly. What happened is then coin, paper money, whatever was invented. And now we have lost perspective, yet we still give value to the task. So if a person mm-hmm. will give you a tea or, or an herb or something to cure you, you will give this person some money or coins or whatever. It is an exchange of energy, folks. And yes, we love you. Yes, we care for you. We cannot oh. not care for you. We cannot Absolutely. hear all these stories of your lives and your struggles without not caring oh, it, personally. We we care. Sometimes but, it just breaks my heart uh, what yeah. people are going through, and I lo- I do love them, and and I try to project love always because I that I think that that is an essential part of who I am, and I'm I no doubt who you are is that you know that we come from a place of love because we know the yeah. love that the goddess has for all her children. And I, and there's nothing, there's nothing, um, there's no reason not to come from a place of love. And, and therefore, often I, you know, I'm, I'm the person that goes, well, let me think about it. Let me write you, blah, blah, blah. But then I always feel somewhat compromised. And, and, and so I think, and and you're absolutely right in your description of the way things used to be, and then we went to coinage and paper money and that sort of thing, and and so, and since you teach on prosperity and abundance, I'm sure you also say about how money and prosperity and abundance are all energy flows, and so yes, ma'am. Want to have that uh, exchange of my energy for your energy? Then you know, money is energy. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a it's a very proper exchange, and um, it does definitely help support me. I mean, I have a full time job uh, that is not reading for people, but if I don't have Oh, three or four readings every week. 
then I'm just barely making it from paycheck to paycheck. So, uh, and, um, you know, I think you're very lucky that you can only do readings. I I would love to get to that point, but um, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is really important that folks understand that as a job, whether it is full time or part time, we we're putting our love, we're putting our interest, we're putting our undivided attention on your situation, and then and we're doing gift. the job. And, and and we're doing the job not only to doing the reading, but the very important professional and difficult job of setting ourselves apart from the reading. Because as your yes. friend, we wish we can tell you all good stuff, but not always. It's not always the case. And we have well, to be as subjective as we can. And so it is a, and it, it is a challenging job. And I, I cannot believe somebody comes to you saying, I've seen somebody else before. I had people coming to me, uh, and this is now going to turn into like a trivia and exchange of anecdotes, I'm sure. But I have people coming to me saying, oh, the other lady charged less. And I'm like, go to the other lady. Right. Why are you here? If you so, if you have somebody that charges less. There isn't a universal standard for this. Right. And folks don't understand, that is also, it is disrespectful to our craft. But it's disrespectful to our spirit. Come on, folks. I mean, don't do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. It's not nice. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> anyway, no, no. Diane, I want to invite you to uh, take a little musical break. And since that we both good. seem to, uh, we both see beyond the corners of the eye, uh, I want yeah. to invite you to listen to this song. It's a beautiful song. It's called Out of the Corner of the Eye. And when we come oh. back, I want you. I want us to talk about that channeling and that uh, ability that comes not only from the tarot, but the, that natural ability that we also share, uh, which is the channeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to invite all of you folks and, and people in the studio to listen to Out of the Corner of the Eye from Kiva. This is a beautiful song. And we'll be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays. No, don't go away. (laughs) We'll be right back.
Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're live here back on Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I welcome you back to the very, very first and only uh, bilingual pagan show for Pagans Tonight Radio Network. Every other week we do this show in English, and every other week is in Spanish. And something really incredible is happening. We are about to, uh, we are like two and a half years into this show, and what's happening is, Some people get confused and they tune in when the show is on the other language and they actually stay on and they're listening and they're learning. So a side effect of this show being bilingual is some folks in the pagan community are learning both English and Spanish. Isn't that something? Anyway, I want to tell you real quickly about shows that are coming in the future. So for those folks who speak Spanish, um, on July 16, we will have Sergio Estrada with Art and Devotion. Sergio is a magnificent artist. He sings, he paints, he does Reiki. He's a wonderful pagan and a great friend of mine. And he's finally going to come and visit us and, uh, on July 16th and talk about Art and Devotion, which I think they will go hand in hand. Um, also, for folks who speak Spanish, on July 30th, we will have Claudia Algueta talking about family constellation, which is going to be fantastic. She's been doing that job for, I think, over 20 years. So she knows a thing or two, believe me. And also on August 13, for those who speak Spanish, our lovely Monica Gobin is going to be talking about her book, Danzando el Mandala de Lunas. So don't miss it. She did the presentation about a month ago of her book, and we're going to have her on August 13th talking about the book and everything that is fantastic. And, of course, we love her. She's a great collaborator of Lunatic Mondays. For those who don't know, she sends us the astrological uh, reading or uh, information segment every week for the shows in Spanish, and she is fantastic. For folks who speak English, on July 23rd, as part of the series of shows on gender diversity, we will have a special show with Dr. Susan Harper and Michael Gray Wolf, and hopefully Adrian Moran can join us. We don't know for sure. We don't want to pressure him for uh, personal. He's got personal reasons that may or may not uh, be in the show. And uh, but either way, if it's two or three of our guests, they're going to talk about a book that is called Queer Magic, and it's a book they co-wrote together with a whole bunch of people who are on the pagan community and they are not uh, within the binary of male or female, but they are a, a whole bunch of folks who are queer or non-binary or transgender or etc. And it is a f- fantastic book. I've been reading it and all these essays are great. So we're going to talk with uh, co-hosts, of course, they are co-hosts of uh, All Acts of Love and Pleasure, I think is their show here on Pagans Tonight. So they're going to be here on July 23rd, and on 
August 6th, we have the one and only wonderful Twyla York chatting with us about uh, Chicago Pig and Pride. Believe it or not, Chicago Pig and Pride is coming soon. It's approaching soon, uh, September 9th. So Twyla will be here on August 6th to talk about Chicago Pig and Pride and some other um, wonderful stuff that are happening here in Chicago. As always, please listen to our shows that are all archived on the Pig and Tonight Radio Network's archives. You can download them on iTunes. You can also go to my ebooks channel of Lunatic Mondays and check all the shows. You can also go on my website, www.brujalauragonzalez, that's B as in boy, R-U-J-A, Laura Gonzalez with a Z, both of them. And when you go to podcast, all of the shows are archived in there. And also, I invite you to like our page, Lunes Lunaticos, Lunatic Mondays, or Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, on Facebook, so you can follow every single one of our events, and you can know in advance which um, guests are coming. And you can also go back to the events, and on the very events, there's always going to be a link that will take you to the show, and you can always download them for absolutely zero dollars this is free we all do this for free because we all love you so much as we love diane diane having you tonight on the show it really is a treat you are amazing and uh thank you for hanging in there while the musical break was happening and i i wanted to how did you like the song isn't it a beautiful song by kiva i love it song i love it and that is kind of how that is very similar of how I experience when come around or disembodied entities come around. It's a shadow, uh-huh. it's in the corner on the eye. And and sometimes my experience has been that they really, and I'm saying this humbly and in a very pragmatic way, they really use me yeah. to communicate. So sometimes yeah. I'm going to turn a reading and I will tell the person, Oh, the sky is blue, and they will say, "Oh my God, that's what my grandpa will say." So I don't consider oh. myself a medium per se, because I. So uh-huh. this is silly. I don't consider myself a medium because I don't see the spirit and talk directly with the spirit. But I have been right. known by <laughs> being taken over, and and speaking. They speak through me. How is your experience well, with that's channeling? Well, very interesting. Yeah, I, I would well, love you know to see your, your experience, though. Here, here's, uh, well, I think just in the last year, I have started um, getting messages for people from people who have passed on to the other side. And uh, they'll, just, they'll just come to me. And then I'll be compelled to write that person and say, you know, I, I want you to know this because your, you know, your mother came to me or your brother said, and, and I just know who it is that's talking to me. It's not, it's, it's, I like you, I don't see them. I don't, uh, you know, I, a lot of people see auras in people I, I I rarely do uh, I have I have instances in my life where I know that I have but it's not 
an ability that I have that is constant. And I feel that same way about getting messages from uh, those who have crossed over. And but when I do, I feel uh, certainly obligated in love to tell uh, the person who they wanted to communicate with uh, the message. And, um, and I feel very honored that the, that the entity, the spirit of that person would come to me with a message for their loved one. And, uh, and so I hope that spirit begins to use me more that way. But, you know, I, I don't really have control over it per se. Um, I just, you know, do you feel that way too? I think it's very, um, like you said, or you said something earlier on the show that I, it really struck a chord with me. You were saying that Tara is very organic. And yeah. I promise you, Diane, in all the years I've been reading, you're the only one person other than I that I heard talk about Tara being very organic, which oh. makes me makes me connect with you even more. Uh, because oh, it is yes. it is very organic. If it doesn't feel natural, then I would recommend to folks to go back to the drawing board. And the yes. same happens with with spirit and that communication is really organic is really unexpected and is really kind of like touch and go <clears throat> excuse me it really is yeah. um as you as you say i i wholeheartedly agree 100 percent. it's an honor that this um entities these beings uh decided that we are good enough to carry their message um, mm-hmm. It is an honor. It is a great honor. And it is a great responsibility because we have to be very, a lot of this work people don't know, we have to be very partial and we have to be very objective in, in um, I think I said the wrong word. Is it partial or, or impartial? Impartial. Impartial, yeah, impartial. yes. We, we have to be very impartial and we have to be very objective and we have to be very, I, I for one, being a priestess of the goddess myself, I take this very seriously, man. This is like oh, very serious thing. So when a message comes and either on a dream or on a, just an imagination, I, the way it happens to me and it happened when I was a very, very young girl is I will be literally thinking of nothing and the whole like movie will come to me with a message or with a vision or or with a situation. And since I grabbed the tarot, the visions are less dramatic because it's like spirits have decided we're going to give you the tarot as the conduit. But lately I've been training and I've been, um, I've been training for a new system that uh, is called freedom healing and freedom healing is nothing but channeling and using the pendulum. And man, it's like, for me, it's like going back to basics, um, to open yeah. that, not to be redundant, to open the channels for channeling, uh, without a tool uh-huh. other than your voice. And it is amazing because I promise you folks, sometimes you say things that you don't know where the heck they come from, but they well, are I- certainly <laughs> common and it is the thing that you need to say. And as much as 
my clients, my friends, the people that I practice with, as much as they are amazed and surprised that I'm sure you have this experience, Leanne, that you see something and the person's eyes open like three times the size and they're like, oh, my God, you're yeah. so right on. I tell yes. my, my clients, yes. as, as much as you are amazed, I am three times over amazed. Amazing. And, yes. Yes. and 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 we are supposed to be used to this because for folks like you and I, Diane, it's been our whole life, right? Uh more or less well, yeah. one time or another. And it is still surprises you, which I think is a gift in itself to have the sense of oh, wonder. I do too. Um and and I have I have had that experience. I remember one experience. I I just kind of woke up with this man's face in my in my head, and it was it was like I mean it was a picture of the man that I had seen. I'd never met him before, but I had seen his picture, and he had passed away. and And so I I had this picture of this man, and and I just said what what is it you want to say and so i i just picked up my cards and i you know drew four or five cards and it came to me that that was the message he wanted to give to his mother and so i wrote it out and wrote it out to his mother and and I, and I said, you know, he's around you a lot. And, and she was kind of, well, she was very happy to get the message. She, it was incredibly pertinent. And, and then she said, you know, why, why don't I feel him around me? And, and I said, well, probably because you're still grieving, but you Believe me when I tell you he's around you. He told me he's around you. So yeah. you know it's uh, it's it it can be a very very much again to wrap around to the very beginning of this a healing. It can be a tool for healing for that person for whom you have the message. Mhm. Mhm. What I um, experience, and this is, uh, I have permission to share with, with anybody because I even wrote it on, on a magazine in Spanish. Uh, my stepson died seven years ago, and oh. it was uh, it, it was a suicide, and it was very sudden, of course, and unexpected. And um, he immediately started communicating with a friend of mine who is the most amazing psychic that I know. Um, wow. One of the many amazing psychics that I know. And she was like on fire telling us all these messages and, and things that he said and things that we have had conversations and blah, blah, blah. And, and at a certain point, I reacted like your friend, you know, what? how come he don't come to me? He knows I do this and he knows I have this ability yeah. and he knows that he can come and talk to me and I will be okay. And she said the exact same thing you said. You are grieving, and spirit yeah. is protecting you in a certain way, not to see yeah. him just yet. You know, when your grieving gets a little bit less intense, you might be able to yeah. see him. 
And it was exactly like so. Like probably a year later, I had this experience where uh, it, it is an amazing experience. It's a little bit long to tell, so I'm not going to bore you with all the details. But um, a ray of light came through the window, and it just blinded me in the eyes, and I started crying. Wow. And I clearly hear his voice saying, can, you, can, can the both of you? So the message was for me and for his mother. And he oh. says, can the both of you please stop crying so much? And what, ha- what happened, and I don't know if this happens to you, Diane, but then your, your, your uh, analytic mind kicks in and you want to investigate why, why the sun was shining on my eyes. Well, so I got up and I look at the window and I'm like looking for the scientific explanation of what just happened. And there was a bouncy ball. There was a bouncing ball right in front of his picture and the bouncing ball had a chip inside it was one of those balls that you bounce it and it lights up and that that ball was my grandson and the ball was exactly in front of my stepson's photo and while i'm looking for the scientific explanation and i see the the bouncing ball that is my grandson in front of the photo that is my my stepson, I again get this voice that says, my light will keep shining through my son. And of course, oh. I started crying again. Oh, and that's so wonderful. It was one of those. And that was, that was the biggest, longest, uh, uh, brightest, and clearer messages that I had from him. I have had a number yeah. since. Um, but what I tell people, you know, we try to rationalize these things. We try to, even people like us that have experienced this a number of times, we still doubt ourselves. And we still try to rationalize and we still try to bring the science of it. And spirit, yeah. once and once again, slaps you across the face and goes like, stop it. <laughs> you know? There is no... There is no rhyme or reason. You have a, you have this amazing ability and take it as what it is, a wonderful yeah, gift. Yeah, it's on a and, different level. I mean, it's from a yeah. different dimension. Yeah, yeah. Than our three D dimension. And then to share, as you said, to share the messages the way yeah. that we are supposed to share. So of course, I talked to his mother and. Uh, and then I asked her permission to share the uh, message with folks that might be interested and might read it. Because my goal was not only to share the message that, hey, guess what, I, 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 I communicated with my stepson. But the message was the main message for me, the healing part. And what I'm sharing with the world is trust your intuition. Trust what you see. Yeah. Trust what you hear. Don't doubt it. Don't try to analyze it because the minute you go and try to analyze it, spirit tells you again, did I stutter? (laughs) It it is very clear. (laughs) Do I stutter? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Trust your intuition. And I think that, as, as you were saying earlier, yes, anyone can learn to read the cards because anyone and everyone has an intuitive voice. They just need Mm -hmm. to learn how to listen to it. 
and 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 it's you know it's not something that is exclusive to women it's not you know men have intuition too uh yes. but you know there are people who have maybe a greater tendency towards un- knowing what their intuitive voice sounds like but um and and some people call it you know uh it's my gut or it's a hunch or it's a however you want to talk about it it's something that comes to you as a message or just as knowledge that you know something even though there's no quote unquote rational logical way for you to know it it's just you know, it comes to you, and and I think that every single person has that. And so if you want to learn the tarot, you don't have to have any more special talent than that. Yep. And, and you know how uh, the analogy that I use, Diane, um, sometimes, and, and folks seem to like this because it's funny, I tell people, unless, unfortunately, you were born without vocal cords, right, I will say (laughs) probably the majority of people are born with vocal cords and with the ability to talk, except, obviously, the people who can't. And, but as I I will think, is the majority of us that were born with the ability to talk. Can I go and find me a singing teacher that is going to tell me how to breathe, how to project, how to um, store the air on my stomach and then push it up and through my vocal cords bring out a note? Mm -hmm. Of course I can do that. And eventually I may be able to carry a tune and to sing you happy birthday, right? However, there is only one Adele, there is only one Pavarotti. Correct. There is only one Beyonce. Because right. these people have the capacity, the ability, and the talent. Right. That A is special the only talent. Thing, yeah. That is the only thing that sets certain people apart. Some of us have a natural inclination towards it. Because it comes natural, so it's a natural talent. However, we all have that intuitive muscle somewhere. Uh, Some Uh people call it, like you say, the higher self or the God feeling or whatever. I say it lives right underneath our heart chakra. I say it lives right there. (laughs) That's my story, Uh and I stick to it. I think that's where intuition comes from. And that the voice that we hear is, as I understand divinity as goddess, I understand that that is goddess through me saying, yes. don't walk through that alley at night, even though you've done it a million times, not tonight. And not that the tonight. more you yeah. listen, the more you listen to that, clearer it becomes. Yes. And and I strongly believe if you dismiss that voice, Eventually, you're not going to be able to hear it. Yeah. Right. I agree. So so it takes being open, trusting, listening, and then, of course, acting accordingly, you know, because if you yes. have been told, 
don't go through the alley and then you go through the alley, then the, the boys are going to be like, oh, what the heck? Why am I going to tell you to do it if you don't going to do it? <laughs> Why am I so, wasting my breath? So, no, I understand. Uh, I love, yeah. I love to see that you have angels uh, and that you help work with angels. And watch out, because some people in the pagan community are going to come and try to get your uh, witchy card. I will say, hold on to that card with everything you can. Angels uh-huh. are a thing. They're fantastic. I have had clients that I have never, quote, and work with angels, unquote. Um, but this, this guys, they come to my house, and all of a sudden, I'm like, who is Michael? And the person, you know, they're like, what? I'm like, there's a guy named Michael behind you, and he seems to be wearing a big coat. Oh, oh it's Angel Michael. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's nodding yes. So, <laughs> he's nodding they yes. Are oh. Oh, they wow. are amazing. They don't, they don't care if you're Catholic, Christian, or atheist. They are, when they want to be known, they're like, I'm here. How do I'm you here. start a well, connection with angels? Well, honestly, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Doreen Virtue. Um, yes. She, she was a doctorate in psychology who had communicated with angels for most of her life. And, uh, and uh, she's since turned some spiritual corner, but uh, I went to hear her once when there was like a, um, mind, body, spirit type of uh, um, convention where I used to live in Cleveland and she was one of the speakers and I went in this was probably the late 80s, early 90s and I went uh, into her uh, speaking uh, engagement, and a couple of very interesting things happened. And it wasn't that I didn't believe that there were angels, but I just, you know, I had really associated them, like many people do, with uh, just Christianity or Judaism, or and they also appear in Islam. But in fact, they've appeared far longer than that. And if you want to just look at ancient uh, Mesopotamia and um, Sumeria and those uh, first civilizations that we are aware of that are uh, and Egypt, um, many beings are depicted with wings. And there's avatars in uh, in Buddhism, and they have wings. And so I, I think that these winged beings that we call angels um, are a race of beings that are just pure energy, pure energy of love and light, and uh, and they are variously around us. One of the things that, that Doreen said, and I, and I absolutely believe this, is that we have at least two angels with us all the time. There are two angels that came into this world with us, 
and will stay with us until we leave this world. And uh, at various times of need, of uh, direction, of difficulty, and that guidance, there's others that come in to uh, be of assistance. And uh, one of the exercises that she gave us, which I thought was fascinating, and uh, was um, she said, you can ask your angels what their names are so that you can address them and, you know, form a conscious relationship with them. And so, you know, she led everyone in a kind of a a breathing meditation and asked us to ask our own personal angels what their names were. And she said, just ask one at a time. So I did. And she said, don't, don't be at all uh, dismissive of anything you get. If you get somebody, if, you, if your angel tells you his name is Henry, then it's Henry. If your angel tells you his name is Streak, it's Streak. Uh, and so um, just whatever comes into your mind, you have to open your mind and clear it and then ask. Well, I definitely got two definite names, and I thought, wow, so one of my permanent traveling with me always angels is a male energy, and the other is is a female energy. But I don't think that they are necessarily any gender. I just think it's the it's the more masculine, the more feminine, sometimes you know, uh, I know I have a spirit guide that is no particular, uh, there's no gender identification there. But uh, I, so that was one fascinating exercise we did. And after I got these two names, I was like, wow, I can just talk to them. And, uh, and I can ask them for help in various ways. And I have always, ever since then, and they never failed to help me. Uh, The other thing was she said, I'm going to call in, uh, I don't know how many she said, I'm going to call in uh, a legion of angels to come into the room, and I want to see if you can feel it. Well, we were in a fairly small room. We weren't in like a gigantic ballroom, and when she called, I'm not lying, when she called in these angels, you could feel the air pressure in the room change. Everything got real close, like there was so many more angels in there than people. <laughs> and, and I was <laughs> I was just floored. I was like, oh, my, that's incredible. So um, I, I just – I – from then on, I, was, I didn't just believe that there were such a thing. I actually developed relationship with my angels and other angels that, I mean, I, I became familiar with the archangels, and I'm, I'm sure that there are many more than I understand. They are like an upper level of angels, and Michael, that you saw, fantastic being. He's a fantastic mm-hmm. being, and so is Raphael. Yeah. 
And uh, yep. and I just um, I think that a lot of pagans don't realize that these are spirit beings that really are not connected to one religion or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I encourage people, if you want to know if you have angels with you or what their names are or how many, ask. And, mm-hmm. you know, then be open to receiving a reply. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people say that uh, if you find feathers, in your path as you walk. It's a reassurance that there are angels, uh, that your angels are there with you. And, uh, and certainly that's happened to me hundreds of times. So uh, how do you feel about angels? I am completely and absolutely into everything. <laughs> so um, <laughs> doing, doing this job of, being a healer and I I've been a healer my whole life I think um, uh-huh. professionally of course I've been a healer for about 12 years but I my whole life I've dedicated to to heal and to be open and to channel and this and this and that and what I have learned and, and really humbles me a lot is when you are working with somebody and an entity come by an energy comes by it is a very humbling and very fortunate situation that I am able to see that energy or to feel yeah. that energy. And, and, and it is the greatest responsibility and a duty to tell the person, hey, this and that energy yeah. is here for you. Because I know when they are here for my client and I know when they are here for me. And I know exactly uh-huh. who come for me, the the deities that I work with and the and the gods and goddesses that I work with. And I have said this on a million shows, you know, Mercury, Fortuna, the great mother or the great goddess that I see as the goddess of Willendorf, and uh, some of the guiding essences on the Mexica uh, philosophy, you know, they appear, those are the ones that come for me, because I know I've worked yeah. with this energy my whole life. But when all of a sudden I see, and, and it's just as valid, I, one time I see the dogs, Hecate's dogs by my door, and the person is like, I, I would tell the person, do you work with Hecate? Oh, yeah, she's like, I'm like, well, her dogs are here. And believe me, oh. seeing Hecate's dogs is not uh, for the faint of heart. No. Um, Ekata herself, I mean, she has, she knows uh, she's welcome. And, and uh, again, not for the faint of heart. And I'll be like to the, to the client, you know, like, Hecate's here for you. She says, hi, she has your back. And in the same token, all of a sudden I'm like, who is Raphael? Oh my God, that's my guiding angel. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, he's right behind you. And the fact oh, that. Oh, that's great. The fact that, of course, I'm sitting in front of my client, so these entities always appear behind the client, but they could yeah. as well appear to my right or to my left, right? I, if they want me to see it, I can see them. But yeah. the fact that they appear behind the client is very symbolic to me because it's like, we got your back. Yeah. You know, we're watching over you. 
and yeah, and I believe in angels. I might not quote work with them unquote, but I also said I was gonna stop saying that because I also don't work with the Virgin of Guadalupe. And one day I'm trying to send energy to this infant that was sick, and I'm starting to yeah. call on Juan Ying, and Guadalupe came to me and she's like, "Yeah, this is mine." And I'm like, "What?" And I have had, for various reasons, for various uh, colonizer, historic uh, trauma reasons, being Mexican and being a, a very completely anti-Catholic, Tushan Catholic, um, yeah. I, I have always refused to work with the Virgin Mary, the Virgin of Guadalupe, the Mexican, the, uh, the iconic Mexican Virgin of Guadalupe. I used yeah. to, I used to dislike her a lot. Now I respect her, of course. But I used to dislike yeah. her a lot when I was young. And oh. like I say, I'm trying I'm trying to send energy to this little infant in Spain. And I'm trying to call Quan Ying. And the Virgin of Guadalupe comes and she's like, yeah, that's for me. And I'm like, what? Okay. And I, have, I'm the, I think I'm the only Mexican that doesn't have a picture of her. So yeah. <laughs> I had to go online. And I had to print a picture of the Virgin of Guadalupe and then <laughs> did did the healing work for this little girl in Spain. She's wonderful. She's okay. She recovered, of course. But later oh, the baby's later the baby's mom tells me her little daughter loves the image of the Virgin of Guadalupe. And I'm like, ha, no, no kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't even say yeah. anymore. I don't work with this and that energy because it's not like it's not like I can decide. They are the ones well, that yeah, decide. Well, yeah, that's a good so, point. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, so I, you know, to me, the Virgin of Guadalupe is a Christianized interpretation of the uh, of the. Aztec goddess Tenoncin, and even in Mexico, I understand they use the two words together, Guadalupe Tenoncin, uh, and I, I, and she was the mother goddess of the people, and uh, so when I'm sure you know the story when Juan Diego saw her. It wasn't mm-hmm. that he necessarily saw the Virgin Mary. He saw the Mother Goddess. And so uh, that was the spin, if you will, that got put mm-hmm. on it because that's what the bishop wanted him to identify with, you know? Yeah. So, And, and believe me, uh, being and having studied Mexica philosophy for the greater part of my life, there is way more to the Virgin of Guadalupe than the Christianity and that little story has. And in order to go into that, we will need like another two hour show. Another show. But, (laughs) but, but the thing is as a child, because I didn't understand, I wasn't studying the, the Mexica philosophy then just yet. And uh-huh. as a child, I saw her as a tool for colonization. And it is very oh, unfortunate sure. because because they took a symbol that is sacred, 
Um, and they actually utilize it as a tool for colonization. Um, I know. It's, it's, it's terrible. It, it, it is terrible. However, one of my mentors and dear, dear teacher and partner in crime uh, taught me, you know, uh, lift her skirt. And underneath you will see Tonatsin. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. So now I I still cannot 100% give myself to the icon. So yes, I'd rather see her without dress. Yes. yes. I, and I, and there, I can relate to that because her head is bowed. She's, you know, it's not the way either of us see the goddess, which would have been looking straight out. Um, uh, and demureness that, you know, uh, I am the handmaiden of God type, you know, thing that it's not strong. And yeah, she, and she is strong. Yeah. And, and, but hopefully, you know, she's taking on a new persona and, and a lot of people are understanding her. And just to leave yeah. you with a with something to chew in there, uh, she is not only uh, mother goddess and all that, but she's the essence of the sun. And I'm just gonna leave it like that because yes. otherwise we need to go into another two hours. Oh yes, but yes. she's a feminine uh-huh. representation of the sun. And I will leave it like that. Why don't we? go into musical break because we we do do have a character we i don't know how to speak anymore we do have Carrie Taring already on the line she's waiting to join us okay on the show. we're going to come back and do the reading for the week i hope you okay uh will be able to pull a couple of cards for us for the week Diane, and then um and then uh Kari is going to give us a room reading for the week but Stay tuned, people. Don't go anywhere. I have you another wonderful song. This is by Velvet Hammer, and it's called We Do Not Die. Another one that I invite you to listen to the lyrics, please, because it is wonderful. We'll be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays. Don't go anywhere.
You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live on Lunas Lunaticos, Lunatic Mondays, where anything can happen. And I have a person here that has a message for Kari and for Diane. Okay, little person, you want to say your message? Yes. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday, Diane and Kari. A happy birthday to you. And many more. Okay. That's a I don't know. That little girl, she snuck into the studio and she said, I have a message for Kari and for Diane, and I have to let her do her thing. Sure. Oh, <laughs> that's very sweet. I've never done that in the radio. You must have really tug in my heart, you ladies. It's the Cancer Takeover night. Uh, yes. Cari, when was your when was your birthday, Cari? Um, July fourth. Oh my God! Wow. You're a July fourth person. Okay. Yes. So the July second, July fourth, and July nine, because tonight is Diane's birthday. Cari met Diane. Diane met Cari. And um, hello. Yeah. yeah hi. You two know each other, or are you just meeting each other right now? Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think we, we know, know each either. other. Well, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm glad to be the bridge. You're both wonderful, <laughs> wonderful human beings, and of course, you're wonderful oh. cancers, of course. <laughs> and uh, and and so now, going a little bit off topic. Uh, of course, Diane, you are here, and this is actually today is your birthday. But do you have an actual celebration planned, or did you do over the weekend? No, um, I'm. I actually am just celebrating by visiting my friend and visiting my sister, and and that in and of itself to me is a celebration. So there's no awesome. no well, one event. <laughs> We, of course, wish you a wonderful birthday, and we are very touched and grateful that you are actually spending your birthday night with us, and we thank you so much for being here. And, Kari, let me let me know what you did, Kari, on the 4th, other than, I mean, there was a firework uh, night, and the whole nation was celebrating your birthday, but did you do anything yeah. in particular? <laughs> you know, every year, um, I just... Uh, when I'm in town, I just in my backyard with my feet in the kiddie pool and see who shows up. And usually I have, it's sort of an open house, you know, somewhere around one or one o'clock in the afternoon or so. Um, people start just dropping by on their way to whatever 4th of July events they have. And people drop in and out pretty much all day. And I just, sit there and eat fruit and drink champagne and stick my feet in the little kiddie pool and and it's really <laughs> that nice. <sounds> good. <laughs> yep, I always have my um my parents 
I still have both my parents, um, which is really lovely. They're in their 80s, and they my mother always brings me a flag cake every year. And oh, my son, great. my grown sons, and one of my oldest son has a his girlfriend has a Fourth of July birthday too. So they came by late. So that was really nice. Yeah, it was really a a good time. Well, good. Are you there, Laura? Laura. <laughs> we lost Laura. I was saying, I was saying oh, my God. <laughs> I was saying that I was looking at the um, at the photos that you tag us on with uh, the lake and how beautiful it is mm. and the, the colors and, of course, blue being my favorite color. Um, I have the another you, little surprise. Yeah. I Thank yeah. you. I have another little surprise for you, ladies. We have another yeah. boy joining us. Tonight, yeah. Hello, surprise. I'm sorry. I want to wish everyone here a happy birthday, but I also have to say that we need to have a little bit of representation from the Scorpio troop because too many cancers, <laughs> one Scorpio. I kind of like, you know, three mm-hmm. cancers to one Scorpio. I think that's an even match there. <laughs> Whatever. I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> You know, it's a very water turn, women. This is Pam. <laughs> this is Pam. I'm, uh, Pam, I'm the, I, you've met me, Kari. And Diane, yeah. you and I have been Facebook friends forever. And I'm oh, so glad yeah. that you finally got on tonight. I am so glad that the, that Laura got you because I've been trying to get you on for such a long time. And if people are not, if people do not already follow Diane, Diane Horton on um, Facebook, you need to do that right now because her insights on on on, on the tarot on on a lot of things it's well worth following her page. Oh, thank yeah. you. So there you go. <laughs> and of course, of course, a shout out to Pam because when I was saying at the beginning of the show, um, someone suggested uh, Diane and blah, blah blah. Of course, I'm talking about Pam, and it was so funny yeah. because the first thing I, I told it. Pam was like, "Did you know?" She was on my list because I had already planned to bring Diane on the show because she's fantastic. Oh, so good. thank you. Thank you, Pam, for being uh, such an amazing manager of this station. And uh, as a Aww. Scorpio, I would have to say, wait your turn. <laughs> this is cancer season. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cancer month, yes. <laughs> okay, it only takes three of you cancers to keep, keep me in my place, so I'm good. <laughs> we love you, honey. Thank you for calling. Love you oh, all. Happy I'm birthday so again. I'm so glad that you were so persistent, Pam. <laughs> I am too. I am too. And I hope that a lot more people will will follow your page and and learn from you as well, Diane. And and hopefully well, we can have you, you on here more often too. If well, you're if you're sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but I should probably right. let you guys go. Take care. Okay. Happy birthday again. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you, Pam. And yes, of course, we do have plans to have Diane and Carrie actually uh, pretty soon. No, I shouldn't say pretty soon because I've been having a little bit of a um, schedule conflict. But the next Terror oh. Night, hopefully, it, it uh, coincides so that you guys have like a free schedule uh, because it will be lovely to have. 
Tarot Night with Vianne, with Kari, and yours truly. I think it will be a great match, you know? And um, Oh, yeah. I, I will definitely work the details soon so we can have Diane coming back. Uh, because some folks in the chat room, were, they, were actually, they were actually asking if we were doing readings tonight. Unfortunately, we only do readings on the tarot night. But stay tuned. We will let you know, and we will definitely try to get Diane and Kari uh, to join us. But uh, we are actually towards going towards the end of our show tonight. And like always, this is a gift that we gifted you. And as I said earlier on the show, I apologize because I'm still kind of sort of in lazy mode. And I did not pull a reading for the week. However, we have these two fantastic people that are going to give you readings for the week. So why don't I be quiet and let you, Kari, do the honors. Of course, for those who don't know, Kari is an amazing vulva. She's a staff carrying Nordic tradition woman. And she's fantastic. She's a great musician. She's very talented. And she wrote the the book on runes. So you're getting your runes oh. by someone who wrote a book on runes. And she also has an app oh. for, for runes. But I will let Carrie tell you about it because I don't know what the heck I'm saying. Save me, Carrie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, actually, I am using my app to do the reading for tonight. Um, and it is under the same name as my book, The Runes, A Deeper Journey. And um, I chose a Konamanan or a yin and yang sort of rune, uh, rune pull. So there's two runes for you, all you great listeners. Kona is the yin, and it's what's coming in towards you. It's what's, what you're... Um, sort of receiving and the rune for that one is Hagal which is the hailstorm and I think that sort of um, is what a lot of us are feeling um, that there's a sort of a a hailstorm coming at us from um, these sort of overculture and uh, it's very very stressful the times are very stressful and um one of the things to remember about the hailstorm is that um, it isn't our fault that it's happening, and it is not a long-lasting thing. It's not something that's going to last a long time, and it's something that um, that we can actually, even though it can be damaging and dangerous, it is something that we can actually use uh, to clear out that aren't um, working for us anymore so as you're sort of receiving the hailstorm um, remember that you can hold space for yourself um, to be safe Uh, just because it's coming at you doesn't mean you have to walk outside in it and look up at the sky and get pinged in the head with it Um, you can stay in duck and cover, and that's okay. Um, and then the second rune, Manan, is the is the outgoing energy, what we're putting out. And it is Dagas, and it means um, waiting a full rotation of the sun before 
um, before we actually put any energy out there. Um, it means um, that, that it's the darkest before the dawn, and we should wait until we see the sun rise before we actually march out the door. Um, sometimes when Hagal comes at us, uh, we want to be reactive and we want to um, be explosive. And sometimes that might be okay, but uh, most of the time it winds up hurting us. So um, so the reading suggests that what you need to do is to um, duck and cover all the negative crap that's coming toward us, duck and cover, and then wait for the sun to rise before you open up the door and and before you move to the next um, to your next piece that you need to do. I love Dagas because it's a very hopeful and helpful rune. Um, you know, one of the most important prayers that we have in Norse tradition starts out hail the day. Hail the sons of day. Hail night. Hail the daughters of night. Dagas is a god of the day and night is a goddess of night. And um, to just kind of hang on to your higher purpose and let the, let sort of tie chi your way around the crap that's coming at you. Um, and when the sun comes up, uh, all will be well. And that is your rune reading for the week. And this is Kari Toring. And you can uh, learn more about me at karitoring.com and uh, look up my rune book and app, The Runes, A Deeper Journey. And uh, thank you so much, Laura, for having me on your show again. Uh, so always, Kari, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm going to ask you to stick around so we can chat a little yeah. bit about the, the the environment that we're going through, because I really want all three of us to brainstorm on it on the last few minutes of the show. Um, but I'm going, to mute, I'm going to mute you for a second and let Diane do the tarot reading for the week. So, Diane, whenever you are ready to share okay. with us the reading um, for the week. Yeah, please go for it. Okay. Well, I I uh, drew five cards for the week, and uh, the theme is definitely money and abundance. And uh, the the message I'm getting for everyone is that uh, is that the central piece is that you are going to be. Uh, encountering a situation where you're going to be offered different opportunities and the um, there they may be grand uh, or they may be on a small scale but uh, there are opportunities coming your way you just have to decide what it is that you really want to devote your energies to and um, Underlying this is a um, a reminder that it is what we uh, give our energies to that multiplies. So uh, there is other people's money coming in uh, 
into this uh, opportunity stew. Um, and there's also the reminder that you need to concentrate on all that you already have in order to attract from the, to, from the universe uh, what you would like uh, to continue to come to you. Also, there is a, a strong message from the Queen of Pentacles that uh, you all you have to do is connect with the flow of constant abundance, which is in the universe. It is never-ending. It never needs replenishing. You aren't taking anything from anyone else. You are just aligning yourself with the flow of abundance. And these new opportunities that are coming your way are going to contribute to that. You may find yourself uh, taking two of them specifically and working with both of them. Um, the King of Cups reminds you that you don't have to do anything conventional to take advantage of opportunities that are going to bring in more money for you. So choose which ones you want to give your in energy to, make those dreams goals, and uh, trust that it is also connected to your ability to be generous and also to receive and that you can you don't have to uh, believe that in order to receive abundance, you have to do something like, you know, uh, a uh, nine-to-five desk job. Um, but definitely the theme this, this week is money, abundance, aligning yourself with the flow, and accepting the opportunities coming your way. Choose this week. Because opportunity knocks, but then if you don't open the door, it moves. So, um, and this is Diane Horton. I am an interpreter of the tarot, a channeler, and uh, I can be found on Facebook. Um, I have a teaching web website called Delving Into the Tarot, and uh I wish you all a wonderful week. Thank you so much, Diane. And inquiring minds would like to know if you are ever planning on writing a book, because we will be I'll... like white on rice. <laughs> I've already written it. I just haven't published it. I haven't found a. I'm. I know everybody's self-publishing these days, and um, I just haven't really sat down and figured all of that out yet, but um, I'd, I'd like it to not be me publishing it. I just have to uh, find um, a publisher that's interested, I guess. Yeah. Of course. And I was asking the both of you to, to hang out in here for a minute. And before I go into my mini tiny rant, I want to, of course, thank Diane for being the guest tonight. She's a wonderful reader. She's a wonderful interpreter. And if you haven't followed her 
on Facebook, really please fix that, <laughs> you know, because it is uh, her insights on everything that she posts is really fantastic. And we really enjoy uh, watching and reading. And I want to thank you, Diane, for being here and for being part of the show tonight and on your birthday, you. nonetheless. So thank you so much for being here. And and My also, pleasure. thank you so much. Gary, thank you so much for being on the show as always. And uh, you really are part of my life and I love you with all my heart. And I thank you for being so dedicated to the show. Um, certainly you don't have to, and you're here on every show. And we really appreciate that with all our heart. So thank you for being part of Lunatic Mondays. Thank you very much for having me. I really love love connecting with you, Laura. And I love connecting with you, and I love connecting with everybody. And uh, if you don't like uh, political chatter, and if you don't like to be aware of what's happening around the world, I will ask you to cover your ears at this moment. But uh, it all started happening when we had our live show last in Spanish about three weeks ago. And I'm sure everybody is aware And I want to mention something real quick. There are Latino children in cages. There are families being destroyed at the border. There are evil forces at play. And they have zero compassion and they have zero humanity. And my main concern, and I cannot not be vocal about it as an immigrant, my main concern is how the lives of innocent children are being destroyed. If you are a parent or if you have a niece or a nephew, you know, you know that these lives are destroyed forever. I don't care. I wish they really find and reunite these families, but we all know the damage is done. Hopefully it can be repaired. And unless you are a politician and unless you have the power to change the law, one tends to feel very powerless and one tends to feel very um, hopeless and disenchanted and disheartening. So what I was doing, what I did on the show on Spanish when, when I was talking about this three weeks ago is the same thing that I'm asking you to do now. If you are listening to this show, if you are part of Pagan Sinai Radio Network, or if you stumble into this show, I don't care. I believe you have a spiritual path, and you know there are goddesses that are dark and strong, and they fight for justice. So I'm asking you to send a prayer for those kids. I'm asking you to look inside of your heart. How would you feel if your children were taken from you? And if you still think, oh, but they came illegally and they're criminals and blah, blah, blah. I am really asking you to look within your heart because these are innocent children. Also, I'm asking you to stop romanticizing the situation not all of us that came here are refugees or are running from uh, countries that are in shambles. 
a lot of us are here with a dream to achieve the American dream. And a lot of us came here to achieve that dream just like your ancestors and like your ancestors' ancestors and like your ancestors' ancestors' ancestors. We also have a dream. And I wonder why some people's dream is valid, but the Latin American people's dream is not valid. I am not a politician. I am just an immigrant. And I am given this amazing platform, and that's why I'm sharing this with you. If you can march, if you can protest, if you can get out and do it, if you can get arrested or are willing to get arrested for this, please be my guest. And if you can be a keyboard warrior and share information and contain people and chat with people and try to educate people, if you do have the spoons, if you do have the stamina to do it, please do it. But if all you can do is pray, I'm asking you to pray. And I am not asking you to pray to Yemaya, to Kuan Yin, to the Virgin Mary. I'm asking you to pray to Hecate, to Kuatlikwe, to Kali. I'm asking you to pray to those goddesses of justice. Because what is happening right now is the greatest injustice in humanity. In real time, really, right now, we are having Nazis in the 2018. And what is happening is a genocide. I have been an immigrant and I have been in the United States for 20 years. And I have never felt the terror that I feel now. I was at a concert on, on Saturday, and I promise you, I was the only non-white person at the concert, and I was afraid. And this is Chicago, and Chicago is a completely different state and a completely different city, and yet I was afraid. And my story is just one of the very many stories out there. And with that, I'm just going to say thank you for those who welcome us, and thank you for those who have a voice. And to those who are breaking families, may those goddesses give you what you deserve. May you get the justice that you deserve. And with that, I want to say goodbye tonight to Kari and to Diane. And if you guys would like to add anything, your microphone lines are open. And if you don't want to add anything, that's fine. We will just say goodbye for tonight. Well, I will just um, say to honor your request that I will, that I pray to the fierce goddess Freya, a mother herself, a queen of half the dead, uh, that she uh, lead the Valkyries to uh, the cause of these little children, uh, to the cause of these um, families that are being broken, and that she um, that she give justice uh, that she doesn't spare for her sword uh, where it needs to be wielded and um, and I just want to thank you, Laura, for for using your platform. 
and your voice. And I want to let you know that I support you and I am always there to do whatever I can. And um, big blessings on you. And with that, I will say good night. Laura, I'm so glad that you uh, brought this up and that you said it. However, can I just say, please, this is not political. This is evil. And, you know, we're, I think we have graduated from political, from progressive, conservative, to literally a fight between good and evil. And this is evil. I, I don't know how else to uh, describe it. And uh, regardless of the fact that these, I mean, whether or not uh, these people that are being separated from their children are trying to come to, you know, access a better life, uh, better pay better uh, conditions or whether they are fleeing from danger in uh, in some country of uh, South America, Central America, it, it really doesn't matter because they have to come here in order to either apply for citizenship or uh, seek asylum if they don't set foot in the country, then that's the first step, is my understanding, to either of those things. So for them to just summarily be put into a prison, have their children separated from them, have literally people taking care of them that have no idea about how to take care of children, and certainly babies, where they have these rules that you're not supposed to touch the baby, you're not supposed to hold the crying, screaming child, that to me is even more inhumane. And so this is an international tragedy. It is of, of Shakespearean proportions and we are creating karma in this country that is just going to continually come back to us. So I, I, absolutely, I absolutely support what you're saying. I support these children, these families, these mothers whose hearts are being rent in two, whose children are feeling hopeless and helpless and terrified. And I, for, to know that our country is causing this is just, it's, it's, I, I can't bear to really think about it because I'll just break down. Uh, I, I definitely think that we should be, praying to all uh, whatever dark goddess we feel the most comfortable like you suggested Hecate like uh, Oya like uh, 
Santa Muerte. I, I think that those goddesses that bent on justice and and uh, saving children and comforting children, I, I think that they are the protectors of children. And um, I actually intend to write uh, a spell or ritual, whatever you want to call it, um, and put it out there for the dark of the moon, the, um, which comes at the end of this week. Uh, and I, 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 I offer it as something that I think that all sincere people can do, whether or not they've ever done another ritual of pagan uh, origin or not. And united, we can change this. United, we do have the power to keep this from happening any further. You know, uh, because it's the heart of the people that that really counts. That's where the real power is, not sitting in Washington. And Indeed. Uh, I give all my blessings to them and to you, and thank you very much for this platform, this experience, this discussion um, on everything that we talked about tonight. Blessed be. Blessed be you. Thank you so much, Diane, for being on the show tonight. I really highly appreciate you being here on your birthday out of old days. Uh, it really means the world to me that you, uh, I remember when we were planning tonight and you say, that's my birthday. And my first thought was maybe she don't want to do it. And you were like, no, no, it. So it really touches my heart that you accepted to be here tonight. Um, thank you so much for your words also. And thank you so much for, um, calling on those, on those dark goddesses and, and let's pray. And, um, we are very happy to have you. And of course, we're going to try to start working on those scheduled days for you to, to come back on a divination night. Would you, would you like to do that? Oh, certainly. I'd love to. That'll, that'll be awesome. Thank you so much, Diane, for being here tonight. Thank you so You're much welcome. to Kari Taring, also Kari, for your kind words and for your uh, strong, strong heart. And my Freya listened to you loud and clear and as I said earlier, uh, pray to whoever you want to pray, but please let's try to reverse this. And uh, and well, thank you to everybody for being part of the show and for everybody who listens. And uh, I will see you next week with more here on Lunatic Mondays. And I want to say goodbye tonight with uh, a chant that is part of... Uh, it was given to us by Rosemary Nostelic, and she uh, wrote the chant. She performs and she plays all of the instruments on this chant. And since we're calling for the dark goddesses and the and the mother goddesses to help us in this, uh, let us let us uh, listen to this and put our energy towards justice. Uh, this is called chant for Aradia. Good night, everybody. I love you all with all my heart. Thank you, Kari, for being here. Thank you, Diane, for being here. Thank you to every single one of the listeners that is here. Thank you to, for um, 
Pamela Kelly, who called and is also an amazing friend and ally. And thank you to everybody that keeps still their humanity. Goodbye, good night, and never forget that you are loved. Good night.